Uh, looks like we're live. Hello, everyone. Hello. Gosh. I'll be with you in a second. I'm just taking a note. Goose, goose, goose. <coughs> uh, chat, who do you think is the best video game character with red hair? Blair Redfield? Does she have red hair or brown hair? No. I don't know what color hair is. Not noticeable. More sort of auburn, really. Gotcha. Hi, Chad. How are you all doing? We were just discussing uh, Jedi Survivor, of all things, and mm -hmm. the preponderance of red hair in video game protagonists. We're in the midst of the ginger sans, if you will. Yeah. There's Aloy from Horizon. There's Cal Kestis. Yeah. I'm sure there's some others that will come to mind at some point. Avon said Kratos. It's possible Kratos is a redhead. We, we haven't seen what his like head hair looks like, just what his beard looks like. Oh, oh. Radical Spencer from Bionic Commando. And that's a very topical one. I know, isn't it? Incredible. I'm quite proud of myself for realizing that connection. Yes, today's episode is about grappling hooks, which I was drawn to when you threw it out as a subject because I like things occasionally to be hyper specific, you know? Yeah. I mean, we could talk all day about what, what do AAA publishers use, worry about money too much? Yes, they do. Next question. But I, so, sometimes yes. I like to focus on one very specific element from video games. Yeah, some of my favorite video essays are the ones that uh, dive in deep to a topic I didn't realize I wanted to hear someone dive deep into. Um, Quite. And I feel like grappling hooks is something that the two of us have shared uh, a, a fondness for whenever they pop up in games. And it seems like more and more they're a, uh, a, a tool in the arsenal of open world and sandbox games. There certainly is. Uh, a clear connection between grappling hooks and me liking a game's traversal. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, the classic hookshot in Zelda, of course, and there's yeah. the uh, Just Cause 2 hookshot, where you can uh, hookshot onto literally anything. Yeah. Which is like the sandbox equivalent. And Just Cause the... might be the game I think of when I think of grappling hooks. Um it's it's the Even clear more so than Zelda, interestingly enough. It's the clear one that really knows how to milk a grappling hook for catharsis. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing I've always liked, uh, which is sort of separate from the Just Cause Two style hook shot, is swinging physics. Because mm -hmm. the grappling hook can come in two flavors. It can either be the thing that pulls you directly towards a thing. I would yep. classify that as the hook shot. Whereas sure. the the true grappling hook is something that connects to a point and then you can swing off. And I quite mm -hmm. kind of prefer that for the way it emphasizes a more skillful approach to movement. Yeah, it feels like that one speaks to the rest of the movement mechanics uh, more yes. so than the than the uh, hookshot does. Yeah, it's the just cause hookshot feels a little bit like movement. a cheat. Yeah, but that whole game is kind of feels like it's meant to be a cheat. It's less I like suppose. that game definitely feels sandboxy in terms of its world and and wanting you to have fun, especially once they start. You started realizing that you could just tether two things to each other with the grappling hook yeah, and watch them like watch a car drag an enemy or two cars go in the opposite directions and yeah, really start playing with the physics engine. That's a game about a fun traversal because it's like a, a toy, but mm -hmm. something like um, well, let's go with for recent uh, references, Rusted Moss for example, yeah. is a game in which the grappling hook is a, a skillful thing that adds a new dimension to traversal physics that a skilled player can pull off some very impressive things with. As you know, I'm constantly in pursuit of interesting core gameplay loops beyond mm -hmm. look at the man and shoot at the man. 
So I've always had an appreciation for swinging physics. There's always something cathartic about specifically the moment where you save yourself from falling to your death. Yeah, yeah. There's something it, about it really that. feels like it's on you. It feels like you did yeah. that, and that's like a, 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 a really exciting thing. There are so many like Spider-Man sandbox games besides uh, Spider-Man on the PS4 <laughs> yeah. and Spider-Man 2 on the GameCube that mm-hmm. didn't really understand that swinging across the city should ha- have a degree of skill to it. There were a couple of those where literally all you did was hold down a button and press in the direction and Spider-Man would just web swing over there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like it's easy to take for granted uh, how difficult it is to... Um, to implement like a really satisfying feeling uh just say web spider-man because uh while the spider-man insomniac for ps4 is incredible they added spider-man to marvel's avengers the uh, multiplayer game and he felt so fucking terrible in it and part of it was he you know it was kind of like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and his Mm -hmm. webs were just kind of firing off into the air but there was this like distinct lack of momentum and animation to what you were doing to where it just it felt so bad to be spider-man which um is is kind of mind-boggling to me well it has to be tied to the specific buildings you're trying to swing off if you ask me if you yeah just, yeah you just swing and the game just goes yeah it connected to something don't worry about yeah. it but in spider-man 2 on gamecube you couldn't swing if there wasn't a point you could swing off and the point you were swinging off affected the direction you moved in and it was something you had to factor in and that's what made it satisfying yeah, you shouldn't, like, if you're trying to get through Central Park, it should be much more difficult for Spider-Man than if you're trying to get through Midtown, where you can just swing mm. on everything. Um, yeah. Which is something I think the PS4 game, and even like you said, going back to the, the Spider-Man 2, which is, um, you know, really, that game is incredibly impressive and way ahead of its time, uh, how good that felt. Mm. Uh, you brought up, uh, starting at the beginning, you brought up Bion Commando. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think, are there early examples, like early 2D examples of... Uh, of, of grappling hooks or hook shotty things or hook shotting or swinging there yeah. was a 2d spider-man platformer that's from way back when like i think this was like on the commodore 64 oh, that okay. had a fairly simple swinging mechanic but even in that mm-hmm. form as a child i found that satisfying to play it was interesting to like uh, catch yourself before you fall a long way and then uh, just translate your fall into a swing the physics were very, yeah. very like janky, but even sure, that, sure. even that, I found satisfying. People are mentioning and worms, was, of course. People are mentioning worms, worms. yeah, as the grappling hook, which was another thing that required a lot of skill uh, to be able to effectively use in mm-hmm. uh, a battle. It, uh, I, I feel like uh, grappling hooks were really impressive early in the the eighties and like early nineties because. It felt like 90% of games, your movement was just uh, move left and right and jump, whereas mm. the grappling click added this entirely new dynamic to it. And even if it was, you know, uh, say something like Bionic Commando, where it was a necessary part, like the game was built around your grappling click, but then you had stuff like Rygar, um, early Castlevania games where you use your whip to, which whips, I guess you can kind of debate whether whip is a grappling hook, but if you use If it to, grapples, then it probably counts as a grappling hook for what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, same thing with the hook shot, yeah. yeah. Um, Super Metroid had it as one of the kind of auxiliary items. Um, the grapple beam, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and yeah, I feel like it was, uh, especially on Super Nintendo, because like Castlevania 4, I know, used mm-hmm. it quite a bit, even in puzzles where you would try to, gra- you would have to grapple onto an object and it would kind of rotate the room. And you'd be waiting for the room to like oh, rotate yeah, to a that. specific spot to fall off. Yeah. I think what makes it unique as a mechanic is that it's the only way to translate downward movement into horizontal movement in a 2D game. It's a. It's the only natural way to tran to like transform downward momentum into horizontal and upward movement. Okay, so like using the only way to transform the idea of of like uh, being beholden to gravity as like yeah. a mechanic to use. Yeah, it's like using what you've been given. It, it's translating energy that already exists into a new form that's more useful. That's what makes it interesting for me. Yeah, that's interesting because for the longest time, the only downward momentum was you missed a jump and you're going to fall, or you yeah. are purposely falling down to the platform below you. Um, hmm. Yeah, that is neat, and it feels like. I mean, is that part of? Do you think that's part of the reason why it's become such a um, kind of a staple of of games, whether it's two D Metro? Well, it comes up a lot, but it ones? comes up quite rarely in the swinging form that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. In the time that uh, Bionic Commando, the th- the terrible PS3 game had, I mean, a lot of games have the hook shot style, like uh, sure. Doom, uh, Eternal has the, the shotgun hook shot, Halo Infinite has the hook shot, yeah. and for that, that's a sort of uh, using it as a sort of universal mechanic because it's useful in both traversal and combat. Yeah, in a in a combat setting, a grappling hook is very very useful because one of the uh, most important factors, especially in a melee combat system, is closing distance. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of uh, combat in uh, Jedi Survivor, which I've been playing most recently, and probably can't mm-hmm. talk about yet. Oh well. Bargo busters. I ain't a bargo buster. So yeah, <laughs> a melee, melee combat fighter with a grappling hook or a hook shot has a very effective way to swiftly close distance to an enemy. Well, it's interesting too. You you brought this up earlier on, but how, um, you know, there's certain games. I uh, say Halo, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really like the one in Halo Infinite because it's kind of situational. You can, if you use it on an enemy, you will, like you said, immediately close the distance. If you use it on an object, it will become like a rope with your momentum. Uh, if you use it or like a, a piece of the scenery, it becomes a rope with your momentum. If you use it on like an object in the environment, like a box of ammo or a gun, it becomes like a sticky hand and the thing will be drawn back to you. Yeah, so skillful, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, the skillful thing to do with the hookshot style is to sort of release the hookshot at a specific moment to preserve your momentum, sort of Batman mm-hmm. Arkham City style. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool, but yeah. That's uh, still like the easier form of hookshot, where the swing in is the more skillful kind. As um, I say, it's the it's the saving yourself from falling that makes it uh, makes the swing in style feel satisfying to me. You know what I always think of? It's not as a grappling hook game, but did you ever play Dark Void? Uh, I did. I remember that game was very vertical. With it was its, a, um, action. Yeah, it was a, did something I've seen so rarely in games, and it did it so effectively. In the moments where it worked, there was a lot of that game that didn't work, but occasionally oh, yeah. there was this flash of brilliance, and it was how you could convert, you could at any moment switch from standard third-person movement controls to basically flight simulator controls, mm-hmm. where you're constantly moving and you're just like banking and uh, pitching and yawing and stuff. 
Uh, and it, the game would let you do that indoors if you wanted. You'd immediately cream yourself against the wall, but you could do it. <laughs> and it led to a couple of moments. There was one specific moment where you're in like an enemy tech base that's like hovering above the countryside. And uh, you, you know, set it to self-destruct or something, the usual action movie bollocks. And then you have to jump out of it and fall out of the vent at the bottom and then turn on your jetpack before you hit the ground and fly away in order to save yourself. And it all has to be done within the established gameplay mechanics. I remember thinking when I did it, what right does this shitty game have to suddenly kick ass for like two seconds? Yeah, it's almost frustrating. You're like, why was this squandered in this game? Why yes. wasn't this in a, in a more enjoyable game? Yes, it would be really good in a like an Iron Man game if you could do something like that. Just, yeah. J- just jump off something, like, and just before you hit the ground, turn into flight simulator mode and fly away like the fucking Rocketeer. I think that's that's one thing with these mechanics is trying to get them to replicate these kind of exciting and iconic moments we've seen in movies or TV shows. You know, mm. like a lot of times when I think of a grappling hook, I think of like, you know, Indiana Jones's whip or any any story where a character has to get across a chasm, you know, is falling into a hole and whips and is able to save themselves through there. Yeah. It's, you know, they use an indie, they use in Star Wars. It's, um, you know, it's it's ubiquitous it's, by this point. It's that and, bit in sam raimi's spider-man where he finally figures out to use more than one web when he's trying to swing across the city genius, just before he smacks into genius. a building for the umpteenth time also uh just a random aside for dark void i forgot that was developed by i think they only did like four or five games over the course of a decade mm-hmm. and their last game was murdered soul suspect which is another game that i feel like oh. had kernels of something interesting in there um, well i guess those guys were sort of ambitious in a slightly admirable way but couldn't quite uh square things within their own heads yeah which is, which yeah they also did that i suppose didn't quite have the chops they also did that uh quantum conundrum which was one of the first portal likes i remember like after portal really made it big oh, that was those guys oh yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they were all over the place weren't they uh, those yeah guys. yeah let's what were their uh, names let's shout them airtight. out airtight airtight games airtight yeah. games Kind of fitting, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that kind of works for them. Uh, some um, people mentioning Titanfall 2, which was yeah. another game very strong on traversal. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to look at, um, you know, Respawn has sort of made uh, good feeling movement their mm. their bread and butter, and you can see it a through line, and even, like we were talking about, that's, that through line goes through Jedi Survivor. Titanfall um, but, 2 yeah, was, they, yeah, Titanfall 2 was an example of a game that understands, as a lot of games don't, that traversal can be as interesting a mechanic as uh, combat. Yep. All of and like, that'll all keep the, people going back. All the best superhero sandboxes in my mind place a very heavy emphasis on traversal. And grappling hooks are a fun way to do it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, and when you think about it, that's what you're doing 99.9% of a game. I mean, well, I guess a shooter, you're also shooting, but like the I mean, act not, of movement is something you're always doing. You're not thinking about the combat when you're thinking about the Spider-Man, the good Spider-Man Sunbugs games. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Even in like Marvel Spider-Man, I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. But um, it's it's swinging through the city is the thing that really and then uh, using it to to uh, accompany the rest of the mechanics, the, mm-hmm. you know, the wall running or vaulting over a roof. And um, it, it to me, it's it's hard to have a game where the grappling hook is the only like traversal mechanic. That's like mm-hmm. one of the things like buying a commando is actually hard to go back to the original NES one because it is so dependent. Like you are using the grappling hook instead of jumping in that game. So like, it is like, you need to rewire your head. Um, I think the whereas key in a lot to, of the other games, it's, it's in addition it, to, I think the key to great traversal in these games is you have to let the player feel like they're very skillfully and smoothly moving from maneuver to maneuver to maneuver. And gra- yeah. like Spider-Man web swinging does that very well. It's almost like built in. To the concept but it's, yeah there, there needs the to be player, a fluidity between everything right but you have to give the player there has to be the possibility that the player will smash into a wall and fuck up and then yeah. mess up their entire combo because then it's yeah. more satisfying when they successfully pull off the combos yeah at a certain point it starts to feel like the movement in like tony hawk or something where that is yeah. the whole you know the whole point of the game is being able to um tether together these the handful of different uh, you know verbs you have in, in terms of gameplay mechanics. Um, what we're talking about here, I think that's something here. Titanfall really nails it. What we're talking about here is something I've often referred to in my reviews as flow. Ooh, yeah. You want something that has flow, and you don't want things that break flow unless it's to specifically punish the player for fucking up. Can I? I mean, this and this a... can apply both to traversal and to combat. Of course, we all know that uh, the Batman Arkham style combat specialized in flow. I think that's what they called mm-hmm. it, free flow combat. Oh, that is right. Yeah. Uh, is it? Do you think it's time for me to bring up a game that you roll your eyes at every time I bring it up? Go on then. Uh, Sunset Overdrive did this really well. I think Sunset Overdrive. The Sunset yeah. had a really good flow. Yeah, big eye roll. It was good flow. It was good flow. Hey, I didn't bring up Persona yet because one of the super chats brought up Persona, so I'm going to wait until if until Sunset Overdrive had good flow, it was because it was ripping off the good flow that Infamous had when you could go along the railway tracks. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, inspired by, but not ripping off. I guess Sunset Overdrive uh, had the like uh, bouncing off things as well to keep the flow going. Uh, it did, which was nice. Yeah, that was you like... You could bounce things, like, and you could rail grind off things, and neither of those Sunset Overdrive invented. Sorry. Uh, well, no one invents anything. Everything's no, already been not. invented. Not these days, um, no. Sunset Overdrive does a good job of uh, treating the city like a game of the floor is lava, which is um, if you're hmm. able to create an area where you, you can sort of pretend the floor is lava and you can get through the other end, uh, then I think you've done something really well. You know what they should do? They should do a traversal focused zombie game kind of like dying light but where you can use zombies as a bounce pad so you jump do that in dying light i don't think so you just go wee and then boing straight off straight off as (laughs) unsuspecting zombies head maybe like just like splattering their skull as you do so and then bounce straight off into the next maneuver uh dead rising needs to come back see capcom there you go back yeah dead rising speaking of Dead Rising did things along those lines. You could actually like climb on top walk of the zombies and walk across their heads. That yeah, was a, that yeah. That was an unlockable move. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's interesting also sometimes, speaking of Capcom and that era, um, I think of Lost Planet, which had uh, which had a grappling hook. And a lot of times I feel like grappling hooks are like 
if certain games aren't working, they try to use grappling hooks as like a way to like, like the way a, a misguided couple will have a try to have a kid to save the marriage. Mm. Being like this can this can save it. Like uh, Battlefield, the most recent Battlefield introduced mm. a uh, grappling hook, and like the rest of the game was like janky as shit. And it was one of those like I don't think this is like <laughs> I don't think this is, this is going to be enough to like save your experience. And I kind of felt that way yeah. by the end of. Uh, the end of lost planet as well i remember comparing titanfall 2 to i think it was call of duty advanced warfare as one of the call of duties mm-hmm. uh, and i compared them because that game that call of duty game had wall running and it had a grappling hook and did yeah. have along those lines but it never felt like they were integrated into the standard mechanics of the game the way titanfall 2 did it mm-hmm. it always felt like this is just the thing you have to do to proceed now yeah and uh, then just it's back to shooting baddies with a gun yeah titanfall uh really really embraced it and then obviously kind of moved that as the series evolved into apex legends and then you know kept a lot of it into the the jedi games um but i think one of the reasons everyone keeps pointing back to titanfall 2 is because of those like you said like is because the movement feels so good and i think Mm. one of the reasons we keep like the act of playing it just feels like really really fucking good the movement felt good it also had incredibly good environment design I still mm-hmm. remember very fondly this whole sequence of Timefall 2 where you're exploring a sort of prefab apartment factory. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. And you're going, like, and they're building like, yeah, it's not even apartments, it's like neighborhoods. Yeah, they're building like, they're building like, like yeah. prefab houses around you and you have to like parkour yeah. through them. And it's a, and it's, I thought it was really well done. And it's yeah, got, and some of like, them are horizontal, some of them are on the, along, along the wall. And it's got strong writing. I think the, uh, the relationship yeah. between the main character and his robot was uh, done really well. There's just a lot of things to like in Titanfall 2. I couldn't really put it down to one thing. No, and that's the epitome of it. That's a game that's uh, it's like seven hours long. It's every level. It, it seems like one of those games that feels like a waste of money on their part because every level throws a different idea or mechanic like that prefab mm. apartment level it is oh, just yeah. used then and it, it has the that, time travel swapping yeah, that's so only had used the dis- in the one level it had the dishonored 2 thing or it just does that yeah yeah i wish uh i wish more games did that but i, I guess i, I wish i guess i wish they'd make more titanfall sequels that really explore campaigns like a specific thing that titanfall 2 did yeah yeah um and that's one of the problems I, I'm having with Jedi Survivor is that I've, I worry. Sorry? Bargo, bust, bargo busting. Oh, sorry. I can't bargo bust. I just really want to talk about it because it's the game I'm writing the review of at the moment. So it's you top, are only so, allowed to talk about Dead Island 2 now. So it's top of mind. Nope. What? Only Dead Island. Does Dead Island 2 have a grappling hook? Nope. Dead Island 2 is missing a lot of things, but we'll hear about that on Wednesday. <laughs> um... Well, I mean, was also like, just to summarize, okay. like my Dead Island Two review, Dying Light was Dead Island with the with bells on. Dead mm-hmm. Island Two is Dying Light with the bells taken off again. Ooh, that's not good. No, it's not so, very good. Uh, I've seen some. I haven't. I haven't played it yet. I've seen some images of how detailed interiors look in that game, and I was pretty impressed. Like it seems oh, like oh, really oh, detailed oh, apartments. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you'll have plenty of time to appreciate it when you're searching every fucking shelf and desk drawer for crafting components. I don't want to play the game. I just want someone to let me play through, just walk around a bunch of those apartments and houses and buildings. Well, um, you're welcome to do that. I don't put that in. I'm going to play the game. I just want to walk through the buildings. Hey, if all you want to do is walk through the buildings, then that's the game. That's the game as far as you're concerned. <laughs> I just refuse to fight any zombies. Yeah. Um, 
neither of us, we're both big from software fans, but I, I believe neither of us, what was your thought? What was your temperature on Sekiro? I know why you brought that up because that had a grappling hook too. Yes. And I probably think about that one the least. And it felt like the grappling hook and the stealth element in that game felt a little bit misplaced, considering that even if you successfully stealth all your way past an area, you still had to fight the boss fight, but you had to do it without having had any practice in the combat. <laughs> so you so think it was that, like almost better off as a, like, when you're using it, like, after you've already explored the area to kind of yeah, quickly get back to a boss? You've done. Yeah, that whole element didn't really square for me. I'd love to yeah. see the From Software make a like a pure stealth game, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it was feels like of... they tried to like tried to walk a line with those two. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd like to see anyone make a pure stealth game at this point because at this point it feels like stealth is just sort of the optional extra that a lot of games have. Says, oh, if yeah. you can successfully stab all the dudes in this uh, combat section in the back before alerting them, you don't have to do the combat section and. I always feel like if you're trying to do everything at once, you can't really optimize for any one thing. And I'd like to see a game that that's optimized for stealth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Like, it feels like, at least in big budget games, the only times we really see stealth now is when it is one of X amount of options, like Ghost yeah. of Tsushima, which also had a grappling yeah. hook. But yeah, it's Tsushima always, it was it's like, you just, can go... You know, it's always just, uh, if you want, you can avoid combat up until the point you fuck up the stealth, and then it's back to combat. Yeah, and then don't worry, you have all the tools for combat, so you might have yeah. a couple more enemies to fight, but but you'll be fine if you understand yeah, how it goes. That's why I like the Thief game so much. The combat was, ob obviously combat had to happen if you got spotted, but, you know, your character sucked at it. Yeah. And if you ever had to fight more than one dude at a time, he was kind of fucked. I mean, so why, like, why do you think, do you think stealth is just, I'm sorry, I'm going a bit off topic here, but do you think stealth is just... I think stealth and grappling niche, hooks just a niche together. idea? Uh, oh, they do. I mean, Thief, uh, Thief had, had what were those? Rope kind of, it had rope yeah, arrows. Yeah. You couldn't swing on them, but you could like climb up to places. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and then I the Arkham say, games. Yeah, I mean, Arkham the sort games of the, make a great the use cat and mouse of combat. Yeah. yeah, the hookshot stealthing is really well done in the Arkham games. I'd like those to are the combat encounters, I think. I don't, when I think of Arkham combat, I don't think of like jumping down into a group of 30 dudes who go, it's the bat, and then ping-pong in between them. I think about the areas where you're going from, like, gargoyle to gargoyle and picking off one guy. And well, the beautiful thing about Batman Arkham is that you could take either approach and neither felt like you were fucking up the other. No, no. You could no. go in and go into the combat and you could always seem like you meant to do that all along. And they both felt in character for Batman. They both yeah. felt like the kinds of things Batman would do in these scenarios. Um, I think grappling hooks also work really well um, if there's big creatures. I think one of the things I really mm. like, both um, Monster Hunter Rise and, and what was the game called? Wild Hearts? Wild at Hearts? Wild, I think Wild Hearts that came out earlier this year, the Koei Tecmo um, EA published Monster Hunter-like, uh, both oh, yeah. have grappling hooks. And I feel like those, like when I think of a game like Shadow of the Colossus, I'm like, you know what would make this game cool? If I could grapple on a part of this monster. Like if well, this was part of my climbing gear for getting to the top of it. You might enjoy Pryi for the Gods, which is Shadow of the Colossus, but there's also right. a hookshot in it. Yeah. It's not a very good game after all and that, e. but it's but it thought of that. I like that you call it Pryi for the Gods. Pry, well, how are you supposed to say that? I, yeah, when you throw both the A and the E, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to use both of them. So fucking dumb. I mean, Pray for the Gods was a good title. Like P-R-E-Y for the Gods. It's a pun. 
You're, yeah. You are prey for the gods. But it's yeah. also like a pun on pray for the gods as in P-R-A-Y. But they had to change what? it because fucking because people, who Arcane, owned right? the, people who own the prey IP like yeah. threw a strop. It's a lot Bethesda. And it was so fucking dumb that they went with pray for the gods as a compromise. It's very dumb. Dumb, uh, dumb, dumb. Indies. We see a lot in indies, too. We've been talking a lot about big AAA games, but um, obviously Russ and Moss, which mm-hmm. um, you know Frost is a huge fan of, which which we... Yeah, he's in the chat right now talking about how much he likes grappling hooks. He's trying to... He's like a door-to-door uh, Bible salesman trying to get people to hear the good word of uh, Russ and Moss. But, I've been playing uh, Rusted Moss in my spare time when I get the chance because it's like, like gratifyingly, it's like low-tech enough I can run it on my laptop. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the, are you, which are the are only games it? I can play in the evenings because my gaming computer's in the office and my office is not where I spend my evenings. Also, only three developers and one of them was in the chat last week during our stream. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, that was neat. That's always they fun. Were, yeah, they were they were uh, hyping Frost on as he tried to do difficult challenges, which was uh, very cool. I remember um, when the developer game... of Horus showed up when I was streaming Horus and eventually left in embarrassment because the game fucked yeah. up so much. One of the ga- one of the developers of uh, uh, what was what was the the sh- sh- Help High? One mm. of the developers of Help High was in the stream when we were streaming Help High. I didn't like that. Did they? I don't. I didn't remember that. It was yeah yeah. I remember <laughs> halfway through. I started to be like, oh, now I feel bad that I'm making fun of this game because it's gross. Well, if any um, game would probably be okay about having the piss taken out of it, it's that sort of game. <laughs> it's Help High. Yeah. Um, but we see uh, uh, last year there was an indie game that I know both Jack and I really liked. I think it was last year. It might have been 21. Uh, Grapple Dog. Grapple which Dog. Which was a, yeah, a colorful, um, a colorful uh, 2D puzzle platformer where you, uh, as you could expect, you are a dog with a grappling hook. Um, solving puzzle platforming, kind of bite-sized puzzle platforming stages. Um, okay. It looks quite adorable. It's very cartoony. I was yes. hoping it would be a realistic-looking dog that just had a grappling uh, hook. Where, where would it? Where would the grappling hook fire out of? Uh, uh, out of his mouth, obviously. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I liked. Ooh, that reminded me. I didn't even have this written down. Uh, Carrion. Do you remember that game from a couple of years ago? Carrion, where you kind of played as like oh, the yes. thing monster that grew. That had sort of an appendage that you could use. Like it felt like you were like silly putty. And you would stick yeah. to another wall and then grapple to yeah, it. Yeah, there wasn't a whole was lot of skill to it, though. As I recall, you just sort of pressed in a direction and the game would just automatically throw out whatever tentacles you needed. It would, yeah. That's what that's the, the Venom game we've all wanted. Yeah. Sort of reminded me of Prototype, except where you were playing as something yeah. that had abandoned the semblance of being a human. Of being a human, yeah. That was a, um, like a plot point in Prototype that I really liked, that the, the sequel just didn't acknowledge at all, which kind of disappointed okay. me, was that in the end it turned out you were never Alex Mercer. You were sort of a blob of virus that had somehow convinced itself that it was Alex Mercer. Yeah, that feels like something that they should have like really leaned into in the second one. Yeah, right? that, was a, that was a good twist. I enjoyed that yeah. twist. And the sequel was just like, no, it, it was Alex Mercer. It's all right. That was, an, yeah, another studio that I think they closed down the same year because I think Prototype 2 was their last game. Uh, oh, they were the. Believe, uh, oh, don't tell me. They made Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which you can see a lot did. of in Prototype. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, no, I forgot what they called. Radical. That was it. I got confused yeah. with. I was about to say Free Radical, but then I thought, no, that's the uh, Time oh. Splitters guys. Yeah, they're expensive, Radical. Yeah. 
um, cost effective radical. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, it was weird. We had that era where maybe it was just because I don't know, we're IP expensive that we were just getting a lot of superhero games that weren't actually tied to any license. Um, well, games weren't uh, quite so married to IP uh, in the early days of the PS3 yeah. era, I'd say there was a lot more uh, original IPs for some reason. Yeah. Rest in peace. Anyway, shall we go to Super Chats? Uh, that sounds great. There's got yeah, plenty there's to bring up with regarding uh, Grapple Hooks. Um, get, your grapple, get your Grapple Chats in. Okay, let me know if this isn't the top one for you. Mr. Arms and Legs gives 1120 uh, i keep wanting to say california dollars but it's canadian dollars <laughs> the thing holding spider-man games back for me is that they take place in a boring city someone should really make a game with web slinging with a more fantasy setting oh well i guess we'll know in a few minutes who the new yorkers in the chat are because they <laughs> won't be letting that stand if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, I've said this before. I think the thing, the tough thing about Spider-Man is... I'm even thinking about the sequel is, I mean, we still got to be in Manhattan, right? Because that's like Spider-Man's thing. Well, the thing and with Spider-Man's web swinging is that it kind of has to be in a city with tall buildings because that's the only like environment. Yeah. It's in the only, that's the only environment where that works. Yeah, yeah. That scale of swinging at any rate. Yeah, so like if you'd set it somewhere else, you would need to either do multiverse stuff or be like, he's yeah. in Tokyo on vacation and stuff happens. So that's we're why here. you that's why you avoided Central Park in Spider Man Two for the GameCube because you just have to yeah. run off across the ground like a chump. Yeah, and it's funny in uh, in that in Spider Man PS4 they sort of added that ability. It kind of reminded me of how the the thing they have on Attack and Titan, which is like two grappling hooks, and they use it to like yeah. move quickly horizontally and yeah, Spider-Man really able to do that stupidly with. unnecessary process that for some reason they use but counterpoint it looks very cool that's cool but I all that my matters question, in anime my question was why didn't you just use that method to fire projectiles at the enemy rather than yourself uh oh like use that as like a, a, a high speed like catapult or something yeah yeah like a trebuchet or something um just, just a thought I'm sure they'll explain it. We got one more episode left. Uh, it's the finale is coming up this fall, and I'm sure they'll oh, explain it. They probably made up some bullshit that wouldn't make the slightest bit of sense to justify it. Like, no, the uh, they can only be killed by a blow delivered from someone's hand because of my magic. <laughs> because of Titan magic. Yes. Well, then I would say, why don't you just chop off your arm, put the sword, strap the sword into the hand, and then fire that from the trebuchet. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, Old Hunter says Tokyo is also played out. I don't think I think we get a lot of games that are ground level Tokyo, but we're never like swooping and in, in, in swinging in uh, uh, Tokyo. Well, you go to the rooftops a lot in Ghostwire, but yeah, I've been oh, to that like, is true. And you float, you could kind of like float down. Yeah, I've been to like five different fictional versions of Shibuya at this point. Uh, I, I mean, between uh, Persona and the Yakuza series, you spend yeah. a lot of time there. And the world ends with you. And the world ends with you. It's that same intersection. Should be crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel TH gives $2 and says Spider-Man's practically grappling hooked the game. 
Yes, welcome to an hour ago, Daniel TH. I think Spider-Man is great, and I think you're great, Daniel. Yeah, we all like Spider-Man's grappling hook mechanics. There's so is there few another, other properties it works so well with. Is there, um, is there like another? I don't know how well versed you are in like superheroes or how much you give a shit about superheroes, but like Spider-Man seems like we keep getting Spider-Man games because of that core, because his power is so. Um, Unique, kind of yeah. uh, speaks with a fun movement mechanic. I guess if anyone Another, else did it, they'd be immediately accused of ripping off Spider-Man because he's like yeah. the only guy who does that. I guess Batman's always using hook shots, but that's not sure, quite the same. Yeah, thing. but is there like another? I guess like Iron Man, you said that could be one where if they really nail it, I could imagine um, the the movement being really fun. Like uh, Motive is working on the, yeah. the the Dead Space team is working on a. Hmm. Um, Iron Man game, so we'll see. Maybe those zero G sections in uh, Dead Space were a, were a sloppy mechanics, copy. Eh? Yeah, wasn't there like a super villain who like moved through shadows? That'd be kind of cool. If you had the oh, ability to neat. like uh, traverse the city via shadows, and so you had to like yeah. factor in what time of day it was, and uh, yeah, you could do quite a lot with that. Thinking about it, yeah. Then you can make a uh, stealth there's an game. Indie, there's an indie game. Uh, that they showed off, I think, last summer at the Summer Game Fest stuff, and it's not out yet. It's like an Annapurna game, I think, where you like are this little like blob who can only exist in the shadows of objects, and it's kind of from an isometric view, and so you're like yeah, I'm looping sure. around the environment, jumping through the shadows. And I'm you sure there's been other games like that. There was a game called A Shadow's Tales, called Lost was. in Shadow in some places, that was about shadows. I'm talking about specifically like a Spider-Man-style superhero sandbox game that needs a fun mm. traversal mechanic. They should make a The Shadow game. Everyone loved The Shadow. The Shadow? Ah, but yeah. would we be playing as the Shadow from the original pulp novels, the Shadow from the radio series, or the Shadow from the underrated Alec Baldwin film? You know, every, I don't know if they could afford Alec Baldwin. I'm going to be honest, probably now they could afford Alec Baldwin. Because the movie was sort of blending elements from the other two. Because in the original pulp novels, he wasn't like a magic man. He just was a dude with two guns. And the radio series, they added that he was a magic man who could cloud people's minds and turn himself invisible. Oh, I didn't realize that wasn't always the... Uh, I thought that was Whoa, always the case. Hold a second, your audio just went all weird on me. Oh no, am I back? Yeah, I think probably just on my end. These Bluetooth headphones are a bit weird. Oh no. Um, yeah, the shadow... It was weird that we got the shadow and Dick Tracy within a few years of each other. Like, What was and going on the, there? And the Phantom. All the, the Phantom, yeah. yeah. All the classic pulp heroes... Before, Weird. I guess, because they were cheaper properties than the actual famous superheroes, or maybe like no one, because no one seemed to give a shit about. I don't know, like they weren't making good Marvel movies until. Didn't that all start with Tim Batman. Burton's Batman? Wasn't yeah, that, that would have been in '89. Yeah, yeah. So they probably bought up all the sort of Man of Mystery properties. Yeah, and I guess Batman, that '89 Batman, really had a uh, had a pulpy feel to it. You know the newspaper comic they should adapt. What's Prince that? Fucking Va- Prince Valiant. That dude's hardcore. <laughs> Uh, Mauro Merconcini gives $20 and says, Hi, Yahtzee and Marty. This podcast and grappling hooks has a special meaning for me. In 2021, I spent a great deal of time catching up on past episodes while playing through Just Cause 2 and 3. Oh, Here's huh? some money for the fun. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, it's uh, fun to just think- mess around in a game like that while listening to a podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, absolutely, because God knows I don't remember anything about the story from any of the games. I just remember the grappling hooks. In Just Cause 3, you go back to the main character's home country where there's a dictator. 
that's about all I could give you. Oh, I think the final boss is a helicopter. I remember the big thing in the final boss is a helicopter. Uh, the final boss, or uh, I remember four's big thing was natural disasters, like tornadoes and stuff. Yeah, didn't really work for me. You think that's a series where um, it's like Saints Row, where they've pushed it as far as possible, and there's just nowhere you like. Have you Pretty done much. everything that you could do there? That's the risk of focusing on that sort of cathartic action, I suppose, because mm-hmm. there's a theoretical limit to that. At some point, you know, it stops being special. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing, and and I don't, I don't really know, like, what other ideas you could do to, like, I don't know, like, is there like unexplored territory with grappling hooks? Well, there's certainly unexplored territory in the Just Cause games, because I remember. Because I was writing about, I was writing a column about why I like the sea and nautical themes, mm. as that's just come up fairly frequently. Yeah, uh, and I remember thinking when I was playing Just Cause Three that uh, that game's like your standard sandbox thing in that it's got all sorts of different vehicles, it's got cars, motorbikes, helicopters, planes, and boats. And I realised that mm. what these games never have is submarines. What these all-terrain sandboxes never seem to have is submarines. And when I would, and on the few occasions when I went underwater in Just Cause Three, I think, man, this has all been worked out. It's all like pretty. It's all been decorated. Yeah. I want more excuses to hang around down here. Yeah, yeah. I think GTA Five had a submarine, but I think you only used it in like one mission. And yeah, it was. It wasn't really a part of the sandbox. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. It feels like that is. I mean, every GTA game is like, here's cars and bikes and helicopters and jets and jetpacks, yeah. but they're never like, and boats, but they're never like, you. here's stuff to go underwater. Probably because hmm. they skimped on, you know, putting assets in the underwater space in the, on the reasonable assumption that most people didn't, weren't going to spend much time there. Yeah, I think that's why they make a lot, and some of those games, it's just like, well, if you touch water, you die. Like, you're just, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to yeah. deal with this. Or you can't dive below the surface, so it's all just universally deep water everywhere you go yeah yeah anyway uh daniel th says the grappling hook was my favorite addition in persona 5 royal that was just contextual Mm. wasn't it that was just contextual yeah uh it was it was contextual both in terms of use it in certain spots to like either find ways around or find hidden areas uh but you could Mm. also use it um as a way to get advantage in battle before battle starts from a distance so instead of getting right up behind an enemy you can do that from a distance um, yep, grappling hook as combat mechanic as mentioned yeah. earlier is good and grab grappling hook also i feel like works thematically with that because you feel i feel like grappling hook is like a a, a core tool of uh of a of a thief like that hmm. yeah um yeah you know uh, uh, any character archetype like that yeah your, your classic sort of super thief like your your Catherine yeah type yeah yeah uh, Will Cooling gives two pounds and says, "Does Street Fighter Six have enough single player content for AZP?" You know, I've been hearing more and more about this. Like, it's got a sort of open world mechanics where you can challenge literally anyone yeah. to a fight. That yeah. did, that did <laughs> you intrigue just start me. Fighting about the street, yeah. It's that really did funny. that did intrigue me. Perhaps I'll look into that. It's it's in beta or something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, demo just uh, got released. Right. Well, uh, when the full week. version's out, give me a shout. Comes out in uh, in June. Uh, right. It's it's like right after Diablo and right before uh, Final Fantasy. So they don't usually like one on one fighting games, but it certainly earned a foot in the door with uh, what I was seeing with that. 
Yeah, so it's the, uh, although the character proportions are ridiculous now. Uh, that's just yeah. That's just that's just we're gonna have to live with that from now on. I suppose <laughs> those characters are weird looking. Uh, Cody four fifty member for two months in early access says grappling hook versus jetpack. Ooh, well it depends how the game executes it. If it's a swinging grappling hook, I think I would uh, prefer that as a sort of you know high skill ceiling. Uh, traversal yeah. mechanic, easy to learn, hard to master sort of affair. If it's jetpack like the Dark Void thing, where it becomes like a flight simulator mechanic and it's kind of almost, it's kind of hard to maneuver, that can also yeah. offer the same sort of feel. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, breaking it down scientifically, a jetpack would probably make more practical sense than a grappling hook that has the ability to instantly latch onto anything. And which can be uh, instantly withdrawn back into the launcher and then fired out again. Because I've seen people try, like, for like craft YouTube channels, I've seen them try to make like hand mounted grappling hook launchers that can like winch you in. And yeah. some of them succeed. The hard part is like detaching and then immediately firing again. The hard part is winding it back up so you can fire it a second time. Yeah, would it have to be like the? It would have to be like a super strong version of like if you use those like kind of the, like the the metallic measuring tape. There is so much that could that. go wrong. There is so much that <laughs> could go wrong. It's like you got to worry about tangles. Then you got to have a firing mechanism. So how's that going to work? Is that going to be like spring based or gunpowder based? Well, it's also what what happens when you get there because in games it'll be like oh it transitions you into wall running or climbing yeah. or like in uh, a lot of zelda games like zelda games uh ooh, one thing i like in uh later zeldas i believe it was uh twilight princess that introduced the double grappling mm. hooks where you can grapple onto a place and then while you're grappled grapple somewhere else i like that and then you have to worry about the hook i mean is it just a standard hook that needs some kind of lip to grab onto or is it something that literally embeds itself in the surface which you know considering the weight of a human being would probably be pulled straight out again the moment you tried to sure. swing off it that's always one thing with batman i just gotta like you know clear my conscience of that of like well how come the grappling coach just doesn't rip off these stone like i tried to think about, doesn't like that strong i tried to think about this from an engineering perspective and if you did have like some kind of spike that went into the rock maybe there was a way to engineer like a little mechanism that sort of bent the point once it was inside the rock or like extruded okay. additional like points so it would have more stability. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a difficult. Uh, uh, comparatively, jetpacks are pretty easy. You just need some kind of fuel storage uh, solution. Uh, yeah. What's been your favorite? What's your favorite jetpack? Do you have a favorite jetpack? Like in games, not in real life, because that's not how that works. Uh, I guess I'd go with the dark void one for just for that moment where you save yourself alone. Yeah, I liked I liked how the jetpacks felt in Anthem. Mm. I guess I don't know if those are jetpacks. Yeah, it's like a jet jet suit. For me, that was one of the few. There needs to be a subtext of you could potentially horrendously injure yourself if you fuck this up. <laughs> that's that's the, the promise of death around every. That's corner. the appeal of a jetpack. That's yeah, the, that's yeah. the glamour and the excitement of jetpacking. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, Ryan gives five dollars and says, "Yahtzee, insult me like I'm the CEO of Big Evil Game Studio Incorporated and just diverted the A stroke double A budget into a triple A live service Jiminy Cockthroat." Uh, fuck you, 
person who's has creative control on the Suicide Squad game, I suppose. Oh no, Johnny Warner Brothers. One of the yeah. Warner Brothers. Yes, Mister Warner. <laughs> it's always Just one of those Warner Brothers. Mister or Mister Warner, Yakko or Wacko, I assume. <laughs> oh no! What if what if that is the reason Suicide Squad is a live service game? Is because of because fucking Yakko and Wacko. Because the Warner Brothers are literal insane cartoon characters. Yeah. Also, if you think about it, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are just the uh, Roy children from uh, Succession. That doesn't make any sense to you, but it'll make no. sense to anyone who watches Succession. So there okay. you go. that. I was thinking they more resemble Stalin's heirs from the death of Stalin. But anyway. I thought Stalin was really good. Uh, John Connor gives five fifty Canadian dollars and says, Arkham series does it best for me because you can choose to let go mid-grapple just enough to land on the building and rocket into the air. Choice. Mm. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. that earlier. That's, that was, that's the skill element of the hookshot style. Like learning when to deactivate the hook and preserve your momentum for more specific movement. Yeah, it's... Um, there's like a certain amount of player control and a certain amount of automation I want from my from from these grappling hooks to make them feel really good, and I feel like uh, the Arkham games uh, kind of nail that happy medium. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, I agree. Anyway, yes. uh, Bassy One gives five pounds and says, I think Terraria has the widest selection of grappling hooks I've seen in any game. I don't think I've played enough of that game to get to the grappling hooks part. Uh, neither have I, but that's one, uh, when, I was, when I was doing a little research on grappling hooks, that's one that has come up an uh, 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 absolute ton that people said uh, was one of their favorites. You actually um, do research for these things? I do a little stitch because I don't have that. I, I, I need my memory to be a little uh, okay. uh, uh, little refueled. I just sort of refueled. rock up to the computer in my dressing gown at 10 to 10. We could tell. We could yeah, tell. But you do great at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I have a spotlight. <laughs> Someone in the chat last week very, very kindly said that uh, explained to me that you were able to get the spotlight because the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And if I have... I didn't even ask for a spotlight. They just gave me one. If I have faith in my abilities and value to the company, that I should ask one. And I just want to say, uh, I, I could get a new camera, a new microphone, and a new light uh, in in 48 hours from the company. Uh, but I'm lazy and I like my current setup. So there you go. Think about that. Oh, look. One of Toffee's fangs is sticking out like like one of them anime characters. Just like an Attack might, on Titan? Just thought you might all enjoy that. Uh, anyway. Other indie uh, Terraria reminded me, um, uh, I really like the, the, the grappling hook in the Ori games. I Ori. feel like in, in kind of Metroidvania like that, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori yeah. in the Will of the Wisp. Um, I, don't I think a lot of games recently hook. have used, yeah, and you sort of, uh, you you grapple onto like these specific kind of orbs uh, in midair, and then mm. from there you use it to um, kind of like fling yourself out. So it's like a combination grappling hook and then catapult almost. 
your catapult, grappling hook, and slingshot. Fair enough. Yeah. Like uh, Trebuchet, even. Uh, Tazgar, member for 11 months in early access, says, Forspoken tried to marry traversal and combat. Yes, we all know how that ended up. <laughs> Though I don't know if I'd agree. I think you still had to sort of stop when you were fighting things. Uh, yeah, I you mean, had to stop in tried. one place and aim at the thing. <laughs> the true yeah, like, I... the game that truly marries traversal and combat is Super Mario. That's that's when they make the open world Mario. I confidently predict they will have to make at some point. That's what they mm-hmm. should do. You should be able to jump off Goombas and preserve momentum to continue like traversing through the world at maximum speed. Because that's how it worked and uh, always worked in like Super Mario World and shit. Yeah, that's how it worked in the 2D ones, so I imagine the 3D ones. Uh, damn, that game, we have to see that game soon. If yeah. uh, Bowser's Fury was just sort of the, the, the rough draft of it, then, you know, Mario Odyssey came out in 2017. That was a long I time know. ago. I'm telling you, it's going to be the next tentpole Mario. Mark my words. I agree. Uh, Mariam Chowdhury gives 499 and says, I didn't have a lot of strong male figures in my life as a girl. I'm glad I followed you throughout the years, Yahtzee. I really look up to you. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice of you to say, Mariam. You should talk to my daughters. Because my wife pointed out that my eldest was like walking around the house taking pictures with her phone the other day. And all the pictures of me were just me looking really sulky in a chair. And she was like, could you, you know, try to be a bright spot in our family's lives? That's my face. That's how I look. Yeah. I can't help it if I always dress entirely in black and always look like I'm furious about something. You have a slight hunch. Uh, also over on Twitch, uh, David of the Port subscribed at Tier 1. 19 straight months. Thank you so much, David. Oh, good on you. I was keeping, keeping, my, keeping my peepers out. A superb owner gives five dollars and says unrelated i finally listened to the sse episodes with frost that i missed have you considered rebranding the podcast to marty and the sultry tones frost does have a very sultry tone people always love it when me and frost do a stream together it's like competing sultriness it's like yeah like dueling banjos or like dueling pianos um but voices I do like the people who still think Frost is putting on it that it's an act. And I'm like, it, it would be incredibly exp- uh, impressive if he's able to keep that voice on for two hours no, and just, in just meetings. That's just how the guy talks. He probably can't hear his own sultriness in his own voice because I can't. I don't have a high opinion no. of what my own voice sounds like to myself, but everyone still always says, oh, we love listening to your voice. It makes us want to fall asleep. Or like it's like the verbal equivalent of lo-fi beats to study to. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep talking then. Is listening to a voice to fall asleep a compliment? Well, it means you have uh, a very smooth voice that uh, people like to hear. Mm-hmm. So you know if you're annoying someone, it's definitely because of the things you're saying and not because you have an annoying voice. I find that what useful if- to know. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I guess no one's like looking for like six hour like Gilbert Gottfried compilations to fall asleep to. Well, maybe some people are. You know. Uh, depends I'm how you grew up, shame. I suppose. I won't kink shame. Uh Jackson Jewel gives five dollars and says, Would you ever use a grappling hook to randomly travel in real life? While well, I was discussing no. the impracticalities of such. Seems scary. I don't know, I think I've said before. Or maybe not in public, but I said that uh, I don't think I would like to go bungee jumping. 
I've been skydiving. I had a lot of fun. But bungee jumping just doesn't strike me as something that would be fun. Well, yeah, I guess they're they're different enough. Well, the difference for me is that in bungee jumping, you're still sort of anchored to the ground. Whereas mm-hmm. in skydiving, you're just in free fall. You, yeah. You're not clear on how fast you're moving. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I don't... It, I also, when I think about just randomly having a grappling hook, every time Spider-Man is ever shown swinging with someone who isn't Spider-Man, they seem terrified. And so I'm like, this doesn't seem like it'd be fun. This feels like something I would take a very long time to get used to. Well, you know, we've all used the swings when we were a kid in the park. It's just that scaled up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's that scaled up uh, a lot. Have you seen those <laughs> really fucking massive swings they have in, like, certain touristy like parks of the world? Stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Like you can literally cross an entire, like, chasm nope. on a nope, massive nope, nope. swing. Swing death is the number one, that's the number one uh, killer of uh, everyone. Swing death? Yeah, it sounds dying. like some kind of fusion band that combines uh, sort of <laughs> 1920s music with death, uh, metal? with death metal, yeah. Hey, that's not bad. Sort of like the next logical stage for electro swing, perhaps. Yeah, there you go. Chaos Chris gives $5 and says the game Speedrunners was a neat 2D competitive platforming game with a fun grapple swing that you use to maintain momentum. Well, that would certainly be using it in the skillful sense I was talking about. The game's just called Speedrunners? Yeah, I think I know yeah, of it. Just been called I never played it because, you know, competitive, multiplayer, not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Roach gives $5 and says, More points to El- Legend of Zelda Wind Waker being the best Zelda because you get both a grappling hook and a hook shot. That's true. Well, they're both true, yeah. very contextually. And the grappling hook's not up to much. You got to swing the rope. You got to literally throw it like some kind of caveman. There's no firing mechanism. Yeah, uh, I just finished Skyward Sword last night, and that also similarly has it has the dual hook shots, and then it also has um, like a a a whip kind of that you can use to swing over Mm. things. But man, the uh, the swinging motions in that game feel terrible. Like the momentum you have while swinging is not good. Yeah, I remember Twilight Princess having dual hook shots. I didn't remember. Oh, I guess I remember Skyward Sword had it. Yeah, that's just the default one. Like Twilight Princess, you get the first one and then you get the second one. And you get the like, second yeah. later on in the game. Yeah. Zaratha gives five fifty R dollars and says, "Shout out to Skim S C H I M, a cute oh. upcoming game about traversing the city through shadows." Since Yards brought oh. it up. Yeah, that was the game I was talking about that was shown off last summer. Shim. Oh. Shim. Skim. Skim. How do you say that? C-H-S-C-H-I-M. I think it's like Scandinavian or something. Is it supposed to be Schism? Uh, it's not. No, I believe that is literally how the game okay. is spelled. Is it capitalized like that? Uh, it, it is, yeah, capital S-C-H, lowercase I, capital M. Uh-huh. So Zarathe fucked up. Uh, apparently yes, but um, the game looks the game looks wonderful. Let me All just right say. then, very excited to jump from shadows. Uh, Samson one four three VR four ninety nine uh, says grapple hooks as way of VR movement is fire. You Pittigrad, Windlands, and Jet Island, name a few, nail it. Yeah, I've been playing Windlands for a bit. Really, did, did my head in. 
Uh, first time I played it, I wasn't quite. I didn't quite have my VR legs. Yeah, I feel like that's a. I feel like those swinging mechanics are a prime fit for VR. But like you said, it feels like that sort of speed and momentum is uh, is is um could, could very easily make you sick. <laughs> yeah, a bit much for most people, I'm sure. Uh, Mr. Arms and Legs gives six twenty Canadian dollars and says, "Off topic, but did Just Cause 3's wingsuit stroke flying devalue all the traversabilities for anyone?" Well, it was a bit silly how you could basically wingsuit parallel to the ground indefinitely. I suppose. Yeah, I guess if you, it's almost like giving you a tool that's too overpowered, and you'd be like, "Why would I want to use other modes of transportation when I have this?" I guess. I guess that was kind of the point in Just Cause. But, you know. I don't know. It might have been a bit much for some. Yeah. Because you could just keep your wingsuit flight going with your grappling hook, couldn't you? Were we... Did Just Cause... Could you have cars in that game? Oh, yeah. As I was saying, like there's cars, motorbikes... Boats, helicopters, planes, but no submarines. Yeah, it's it is a funny thing. At a certain point, you're like, why would I want to use this like normal ass mode of transportation? Oh, you no, you've mentioned that before. I think when talking about Saints Row, yes, Saints, Saints Row Four. I was surprised. Four, you got, yeah. They still had all those cars in Saints Row mm-hmm. Four, even though there's literally no reason to use them because you've got the super dash. Yeah, and I realized that that's probably why there's so much licensed music that plays in the background during critical part missions in that game because they must have licensed all the music for the car radios and then realized shit no one's in <laughs> no one's no one's driving these cars yeah <clears throat> yeah i guess that's uh, almost like uh so we just uh uh hype hype hyping up uh um our half-life streams we just we we left off when we got the raven home so we just got the gravity gun when we're getting ready to set up and does it feel like do you feel like uh the the gravity gun uh lessens the other guns in the game like once you get that you never want to use another gun or do you think its implementation keeps you needing to also use other guns no i never uh used it as a stand-in for all guns because for the obvious reason you always need something to fire from the grappling gun that's true it's a good way to open combat but you probably Mm -hmm. have to switch to your to your rifle pretty quick yeah let me tell you that grab that that gravity gun still very impressive i know it's uh that was one of the game's big selling points a couple of games Uh, that ripped it off not long after half-life 2 came out i remember there was a doom 3 expansion pack that just had what was blatantly a grappling uh, what was blatantly a gravity gun in it yeah uh one thing about half-life 2 we were on that we were on that airboat for too long we need to trim that down well, I'll make, make sure to inform. Cut. I'll make sure to inform Gabe Newell of your yeah, opinion. Yeah, you could trim. You could trim that down a bit. Well, I guess I don't disagree. It's just so, a, it was a, it just went a little long, smidge long. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Zebra gives five dollars and says, "Marty, will you marry me? If not, yes. Yahtzee, will you marry me? I think you're throwing out these marriage applications a little too fast and loose, Doctor Zebra." Yeah, I feel like I mean, it would have been better. Why would for I? You to why wait. would I say? Why would I say yes once I? When you've already given away that I was your second choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm nobody's second choice, asshole. 
Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Um, but yes, I will, I will marry you. Dr. Even if I was like part of a group that was going before a firing squad, I'd insist on going first. Uh. <laughs> I, want, I want the best bullets. <laughs> Maybe they're saving their best for last, though, so you never know. Well, why would you do that? I don't know. People have different strategies. People on firing squads have different strategies. I think when it comes to bullets, people are more likely to just save their worst for last because most of them will basically just do the job. No, I mean, I feel like in video games, I save my I, I, I save my good stuff. That's like the classic Resident Evil conundrum. Is I save yeah. my magnum till the then end. I end save up, all my goodies till the end. Then you end up never using the fucking things. I know, which is bad. There has to be a term for that. They should just uh, do the painkiller thing where you kill exactly 66 things and then whatever's going on, you get a berserk superpower that you have to use then, right then. And if there's nothing left to kill at that point, well, that's on you for not timing it properly. I like that, yeah. It forces you to to engage with it and not just save it. Because the alternative is shit like, uh, what was it called? Postal brain damaged, where they give you all these superpowers that you activate whenever you want with from your yeah. inventory and i just never fucking use them because it's just quicker to shoot things i think uh one way they've uh with certain powers like that that they've got around it is the cooldowns right like god of war i always use my abilities when i have them because i'm like oh, i'll just wait till i'll just i'll be able to cool down afterwards that's fine they should just do it like quake where you just find quad damage in the level and you pick it up and then you got a minute of quad damage that's 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 old that's that old 90s so that's that old Clinton era design. It works. Influence. Don't fix what ain't broke. Uh, Kill Me Inc. gives $5. It says, I always wanted the whip in Castlevania to work as a grappling hook. Maybe that would make the game too easy. Ah, but it did work as a grappling hook in some Castlevania games, Kill mm-hmm. Me Inc. What was that one on the... It was on the SNES, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the Super Nintendo one. Uh, yeah. Super Castlevania 4. Yeah, it was still only specific... Like, it wasn't as, like, you can use it on any surface. It was specific surfaces you could use. Um, yeah, like, I don't know if I didn't play enough Bloodstained. If Bloodstained seems like the kind of game that they kitchen-sinked everything in, like, did that have a grappling hook? I don't think it did. I don't think so either. It had a lot in it, though. Like, it well, you could turn stuff. into a bat, so kind of redundant, really. That is true. Is there a, like, what's the, is there like a animal, a grappling hook animal? I think it's a spider. Is that the closest thing? Like what's? Well, yeah, as in Spider-Man. Yeah. But um, I guess uh, there's certain kinds of monkeys that sort of swing from vine to vine as they go through the jungle. That is true. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. If you're asking if animals, animals that have sort of internal grappling hooks that they fire out and swing with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does an arm count? The swinging on an uh, arm count for what you're talking about? Like, is like climbing across the monkey bars? Is that just like a human, a human, yeah. uh, human hook yeah. shotting like over and over again with their two hook shots? Yeah. Oh, that's true. There is the grapple dog as well. Oh, yes. That's, that's a dog. Get grapple dog. If it's mouth. Maybe it should fire out of his bum because then his mouth would be free to like attack enemies. Yeah, but if it's firing out of his bum, like he needs to be backwards while he's swinging. Well, there you go. Sound off off in the comments below. 
Let's just uh, think about that image. Yeah. Uh, Clovis Richet gives five euros and says, did any of you play Haunting Grounds back in the day? If yes, what do you all think? Still believe it's criminally underrated in the horror canon. Didn't that just come up in a recent one of these? Someone brought up Haunting Grounds out of nowhere. Did they? I feel I haven't thought I about it. Well. I really happened. liked Haunting Grounds. Was it you, even Clovis Richet? Are you just constantly bringing up Haunting Ground in every stream I'm in? If so, that's great because Haunting Grounds ruled. You had a dog. Uh, it was the Clock Tower team. Well, you'd think if the they like Haunting Ground so much, they'd remember there wasn't an S on the end. Haunting Just a singular, the singular Haunting Ground. That's yeah. a good name for a sequel, though. Think about that. Haunting Grounds? Well, haunting that's, grounds. that's uh, slightly jinx now, isn't it, after Silent Hills? Oh, no. Oh, God. But we're getting layers of fears. <laughs> that's so dumb. Everything's bad. Uh, haunting Grounds haunting ground was neat. Um uh, you had a dog companion, and it was a great, it was yeah, a great mid two thousands dog companion. Yeah, I know. I played it. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Thomas gives five fifty Canadian dollars. Says, speaking as a perpetual second choice, don't take it too hard, Yate. Aww. Oh, do you have an older Wesley, sibling? You're, no, you're my number one. Were you in one of those golden child and scapegoat arrangements? Golden child scapegoats. What is that? Yeah, it's a. Uh, relatively common dynamic in shitty families where one child is the golden child who can do mm. no wrong and the other one is the scapegoat who's blamed for everything gotcha gotcha that's just bad parenting well yes but as i say it seems to come up a lot if yeah. you hang out on the reddit relationship subreddits oh you know me i do not kill me inc gives two dollars and says spider on playstation ptsd a slightly baffling final super chat for this podcast but never mind. Is there a game called Spider? Uh, well, there might have been. There are a lot of games on PlayStation. Uh, speaking of uh, spiders, Frost and I were talking about there was an indie, a recent indie game called Webbed, mm-hmm. where you play as like a spider, and it's kind of like a puzzle platformer where you're a spider, but it's like, um, like accurate web physics. It's pretty neat. Oh it's yeah, funny. oh yeah, I've seen this one. I've played yeah. it. Yeah. Is there yeah. lots of swinging in it? Lots of swinging in it, yeah. That's what we like to see. Swing. Oh, PS1 did have a spider game, apparently. Huh. PS1 game spider. Oh my god, yeah, you just played as a spider. It's exactly what it sounds like. Hang on. Oh yeah, spider the video game, where you are yeah. a spider. Yeah. Spider the video game where you have a spider. Where you are yeah, a spider. That's, you? that's just it. There are a couple of spider robot video games that I know of. Hang on. I'm looking at this spider the video game YouTube video. I don't like okay. it. Okay. There's, there's spider everywhere. Oh, wow. That's a really shitty combat mechanic this game's got. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a pile of shit, that game. <laughs> anyway oh more super chats while i was looking away john connor gives 220 and says street fighter 6 will most likely have a grappler well that's not quite the same thing as having a grappling hook is it john connor and then well, hewlett87 gives 50 danish kroner and says hey guys can't catch live here's today's danish challenge can you say three word phrase it's red berry sauce stroke porridge with cream stay great Want to take a stab at that? I mean, I, I, 
the way I'm going to pronounce it is I'm going to pronounce the O with the line through it like I do an O with umlauts in German. So, Rudgud Medflude. Oh, okay. Rudgud Medflude. Well, it sounds like you're pronouncing it the way the Swedish chef from the Muffets pronounces it. Oh, no. Rudgud <laughs> Medflude. I mean, so is that accurate? I have no I idea. Was that accurate? Let us know, Hjorth87. And Palash T gives one ninety nine, and it says, Wish N-O-L-F would come to Steam. I assume you mean No One Lives Forever. That will never come to Steam because it is in it is in IP ownership hell, Palash T. No one knows who owns it, and no one's stepping forward to claim they do. Do you think we can do squatters rights? Can we just say we I own it? I don't know. I think what you want to do at this point is just put it out and see what happens. Yeah. I'm just, like someone has maybe, to own this game. Well, like, yeah. I mean, if nobody if nobody knows whether or not they own it, just put it out, and like, if someone sues you, then we'll find out. Yeah. I um, mean, it's it's too good a game to just languish in a, in uh, nothingness. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a pretty good game. Old no one is forever. Monolith has had a has had a long and long and strange history. I know, right? They started out yeah. with the uh, blood which was one of my favorite 90s retro-style shooters. And these days they're making fucking Shadow of Mordor and all that. Yeah, now they're doing a Wonder Woman game. They did the Condemned games. Yeah, I've been all over the place. But uh, with a generally pretty high level of quality, I'd say. Yeah. Good on you, Monolith. Remember the Matrix Online? Oh, well, maybe not that one. (laughs) All I right. feel like on paper it was a good idea at the time. People love oh. the Matrix. They love online games. All right. This small adorable dog says it's time for the end of the podcast. Oh, oh. small dog. Oh, why do you just keep ruining our fun, small adorable dog? Uh, yeah, so I was Yati Kruger. I was joined by Matty Sleever. We were talking about grappling hooks and the, the related shit and jetpacks a lot for some reason. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this was slightly something else. I'll be back on Wednesday for the post-CP stream, which will be on the subject of Dead Island 2. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and then I've got an extra punctuation dropping for members on Thursday. I'm glad I reminded myself of that, because I still need to record the audio for it. What so can I'll, you say I'll, what that one's about? I'll probably do that now. Oh, is that about ships? Is that about yeah, that's the one that's about ships and uh, the sea. And why Hell it yeah. holds such a specific appeal with me. Do you think you were like a, a sailor in a past life? Or like you, you lived at a lighthouse or something? I think it comes down to growing up in the one part of England that's the furthest away from the sea you can get in England. Oh. But we did, like, every time I went to the seaside for the, for the holidays, I saw what I was missing out on. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, what else we got coming up this week that's not got me in it? Oh my gosh. Uh, later today, 6 p.m. at the regular time, Hidden Gems. Uh, Casey will be back with Jesse. Uh, they're playing a game called Metal Unit. I don't know what it is. You're uh, a metal unit. I've been told that before. Let me tell you. Uh, tomorrow we got the recap, and then Nick will finally be back from his adventures um, afterwards. Uh, for Editor's Hour, Jack's going to be joining us for the recap. Didn't which Nick be fun. get his flight delayed again? Still in New York. This is insane. This happens to him everywhere he goes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he attracts it somehow. Maybe mm-hmm. like TSA agents just really don't like the look of him. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't trust him. Never travel he looks with Nick. Never, he refuses to take off Nick. his hat is his problem. 
He oh, goes through yeah. security and he refuses to take off his his classic hat. Uh, and then yeah, we have all the all the regular streams this week. I'll uh, we'll have we'll have uh, breakout post CP, uh, God of War, more Half Life. Like I said, we'll be we'll be jumping into Ravenholm, um, so all that good stuff. All right then. Well, that'll be it from us. I'll see you on Wednesday, everyone. Bye. Toffee's getting excited because he thinks he's about to go for a walk, but he doesn't know I Incredibly. need to record extra punctuation first. Oh, poor Donovan. Bye, everyone. Bye.